I can bring you in warm. Or I can bring you in cold. This is where the fun begins. Hello and welcome to Jedi Knights, the official Star Wars podcast for Joy Clicks. My name is Mike Connors, and as always, I have my Chewie, my Zalbar, over the holonet. We, we're not seeing each other over Zoom, but I wish we were because I could see his beautiful face. Christian Buckley, how are you, my man? I'm doing well, Mike. The beard is back. Like, the full beard. Whoa! Winter Christian. Yes, Winter Christian. Uh, it, it's normally either long hair or beard, and I'm feeling this this winter season, mainly because I'm going to be going to Florida at some point, uh, going short hair and beard, so carrying over a summer thing, kind of, but... Uh, I'm channeling my Obi-Wan so I can do the uh, the little chin stroke with the beard. So, honest, Yeah, honestly, I, I don't normally, you know, sh- uh, grow out my facial hair. Sometimes I just let it because I'm lazy. Mm-hmm. And I have to say that, like, I do find myself sometimes stroking the hair on my chin, mm-hmm. which is, like, definitely an Obi-Wan thing. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> the thing is, I'm so used to it, right? That it just became, like, a, a, a mannerism that I absolutely picked up because of Obi-Wan, right? I just did it subconsciously. That when i rock the summer mustache i still do it and there's nothing there so i just i'm like rubbing my chin right. like a weirdo <laughs> yeah you, that's why you gotta go from the uh, you gotta you gotta get the whole thing you gotta get the mustache you gotta get the goatee you gotta get the beard you gotta make sure you touch all of it no, yeah, I'm just kidding. exactly <laughs> but what's up how are you uh but i'm good man uh you know i just had a birthday weekend we were talking yes, about happy that belated uh, birthday. appreciate it uh it was it was the 16th <laughs> and uh yeah good stuff went bowling uh my my girlfriend actually uh carved a yoda pumpkin so she carved yoda out of a pumpkin and then got got green glow sticks and like put it inside the pumpkin so it looked like yoda was that's so cool yeah that's awesome yeah i'm not as creative Mm -hmm. as she is uh i just went with the classic halloween pumpkin look but it was a lot of fun uh, went bowling and stuff. Yeah, uh, not much Star Wars other than the fact that I watched Empire Strikes Back. But yeah, that's that was my week. Very nice. Yeah. I, well, I, I uh, was just gonna say, I don't know what I was gonna say. <laughs> I was just gonna say, try to say something. But go ahead, please. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yes. so Christian, Christian. Well, I mean, I was gonna ask you, I guess, just how you're doing. I'm doing all right. You know, falls here. Um, I am in a Star Wars mood, as I should be. As I've said before, Star Wars is October to December in my eyes. And uh, it's it's the perfect time to just cozy up and uh, watch the classics, as in every Star Wars movie. Literally. <laughs> Except for maybe the last ones. No, we won't talk about that, though. <laughs> uh but anyway, Christian, uh, this is episode 102 of Jedi Knights, which is pretty crazy. And I think that we should start it off, as we always do, uh, with From the Jedi Archives, which is the uh, segment that Christian and I do every single episode, for the most part. We look on Wikipedia, the sacred Jedi texts, uh, and we pick a piece of uh, Star Wars lore, canon or otherwise, to bring to the table. We talk with one another and educate each other about this piece of media or, or something in the Star Wars uh, universe. Christian, uh, what did you choose today to bring? I chose uh, to a dynamic class freighter. 
So the Dynamic Class Freighter was a light freighter built by a subsidiary of Core Galaxy Systems on the remote Republic world of Transil around the period of the Mandalorian War. A stock Dynamic Class Freighter was only modestly armed and shielded, however the ship was designed to accept modifications without compromising existing systems and that most ships were therefore heavily customized by their owners. Um, this hmm. is the type of ship that the Ebon Hawk is. Oh, interesting. I always like the design. Yeah, the, I think the Ebon Hawk is like, it's it's a good Millennium Falcon, but not, you know, the way that the Jedi Starfighters yeah. in the prequels are like, they're TIE Fighters, but not, you know, <laughs> like, it's fun. It's a fun take on yeah. Star Wars. Like, has that ever bothered you, or do you like that it's sort of a consistent level of design, like the clone uh, starships in the battle over Coruscant are basically X-wings? Do you like that? I do like that, to be honest. Like, I think it's cool to have that sort of continuity. Like, uh, especially when you talked about the Jedi Starfighters, like you notice that they have the twin ion engines on the back. And they can't go through light speed, which is exactly what the TIE Fighters are. So, I mean, just for, like, lore building and just world building, I think it's just cool that there are iterations of these ships. Yeah, I like it. I, I do you? wish at times that Star Wars would go a bit more off the beaten path when it comes to some of the ship designs. Like, the fact that we have a Millennium Falcon-looking ship, like, 2,000 years before the Millennium Falcon exists, I think is funny. Like, we didn't change anything in that time, but, um, like, like you're saying, though, it is, it is consistent, <laughs> and it makes the world feel more real, um, but, you know, every once in a while, in our world, we get something weird, like, the, uh, the Cybertruck, or, like, the, the Cube car, like, Star Wars can have some weird stuff, just do it, oh, we don't really have yeah. weird stuff. I mean, you know, every so often, Star Wars does have, like, a pretty cool new ship design like i'm thinking specifically about the mantis i think in fallen order i thought Fair that point. that was like relatively mm -hmm. you know unique unique and it's in its design but i do see what you're saying that like a lot of them sort of just call upon one another which is like yeah i, I think you know uh, take it you early, you, you made a good point because the only thing i was thinking of from memory that was like in the films a weird ship uh is Count Dooku's solar thing in Attack of the Clones. Oh, yeah. yeah like, yeah. that's just weird. That, I don't you know, even know that's what that I'm talking works, about. Like, that should have been the travel for everybody in the Old Republic, right? We don't have the modern tech. Do that. Right. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, also, the higher, uh, not, not the Old Republic, but the mm -hmm. High Republic, we know that the Jedi have... have uh, starships that basically only work bait on the kyber crystal of their lightsaber which is which is kind of cool and also i would say that the razor crest is a decently unique ship design but i mean that takes its that definitely takes its uh sure yeah yeah i, I think stuff, there are I think. some good examples um i think when it comes to the big screen uh, i'm still waiting to see some pretty drastic stuff you know like maybe this rogue squadron movie if it's all about the pilots maybe we 
maybe we add a new ship design maybe like a z-wing or something cool um do something neat do something new yeah no i agree i agree i mean i'm always down to see new stuff to be honest uh, i think uh Star Wars Squadrons, the the uh, video game, didn't that also yeah. introduce a new ship design? I, I think the video like, games uh, are usually heavy, pretty good about adding something, something like that. that's a little yeah. more than just a reworking of an existing ship. But um, yeah, I, I think there's there's always room for some weird new starships in Star Wars. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I do like the the Evan Hawk for sure. Uh, and well Thank that you. was a great pick but Christian. i'm Anything curious else you want to say about the, what you uh, brought this week so it's funny that you brought up uh something kotor adjacent uh because i also brought something to the table that's kotor adjacent uh i brought swoop racing um we may have done this on the podcast before i don't remember but uh, it came to mind, and I thought absolutely, it would be a good I am. Yes, you are definitely familiar with swoop racing. So uh, I guess it was recently canonized uh, in Star Wars Adventures uh, tw- number twenty-one in two thousand seventeen. Uh, but for for those who don't know, swoop racing was I think introduced in Knights of the Old Republic, and it's like basically a mini game within the game, uh, but. Uh, according to the canon canon uh, Jedi archive page here, swoop racing was a sport in which competitors would race swoops against one another. Shortly after the Battle of Yavin that occurred in Zero ABY, the smuggler Han Solo participated in a swoop race on the planet Rion in an attempt to win funds for the rebellion. Uh, so, yeah, swoop racing basically getting swoop bikes. It's like uh, land speeders, sort of uh, mixed with you know the competitiveness of pod racing and you just basically try to get the best time uh on a certain track and i think it's a pretty cool addition to the star wars lore to be honest uh, even though it's been there for a while yeah, i think, think super racing is a fun cool ar- alternative to pod racing you know um i remember in kotor the the swoop race felt like it was more underground than the pod racing did you know because like the pod racing yes it's overseen by the huts but like the huts are kind of the governing body of tatooine so like it's kind of official um swoop racing was like the gangs are doing this and like they're doing it under the city streets like it it seemed very very uh not shady but it seemed like it was something that only happened on the lower levels you know and i think it's cool i think it's a fun Fast and Furious street racing style version of pod racing. Yeah. See, like, I would love to see this show up in something like the Andor show or whatever. Like, could you imagine, like, Cassie and Andor going to, like, some sort of cantina, like, underground, dirty cantina, and, like, watching swoop racing or, like, seeing, like, going to a match for some reason and, like, spectating, but he's there for something else. Like, I don't know, like, I just feel like it could have a lot of interesting, you know, in- entry points in where we are currently with the Star mm-hmm. Wars canon. I I really think it's a, it, it's a really fun thing, too. Yeah.
Yeah, and I, I think yeah, you, yeah, you exactly. framed like it in a good said, way, right? Because I feel drama, like, uh, unless it was a movie uh, you say or a show yep, dedicated that's, that's to the that's sport, <laughs> um, it would be a backdrop, um, right? Well, so, like, it would be Christian, doable then, if Cassian's picks. going to, like, uh, a racing thing for some information from an empire guy that's blowing cash, blowing credits uh on on some gambling but i think we should get to some That'd of the very news. cool it's very uh, fun so we have some news it. to cover and then obviously we'll continue later on in the episode with our coverage ongoing coverage mm. of the skywalker saga yes uh, christian and i over the past week each watched episode five empire the empire strikes back and we're here and, and we're ready to talk about it but first obviously some of the news uh this oh, yeah. is probably the biggest thing that has come up over the past week it's been pretty slow in terms of the news uh this actually was announced today officially we knew that we were getting a boba fett like special featurette sort of thing on disney plus uh on november 12th which is disney plus day but we didn't know what it was titled and we didn't have any information about it but now we do uh the title of the special is going to be under the helmet the legacy of boba fett it's going to be on Disney Plus on November 12th. We got a few screenshots from the special. It sort of looks like they're just going to be talking about the uh, inception of the character back in like the 70s. Uh, and, and basically where we, where we are today with Boba Fett. Um, it looked like that there were some screenshots. Uh, Star Wars Newsnet actually pointed this out. But there are some screenshots of what appear to be like deleted scenes from Return of the Jedi that were never really seen before which is kind of interesting uh but yeah uh what do you think about this christian i know we, we sort of talked about this on a previous episode but now we have some more information about it yeah yeah think we kind of nailed it <laughs> um I, I think the initial thing was right. the conversation of oh marvel studios is doing this to get people up, caught up on what's up with wanda and vision before wanda vision comes out and before falcon and winter soldier it's like who's bucky barnes so obviously boba fett is like boba fett anybody could look at boba fett like boba fett is like in that pop culture thing that you if you see a star wars sign and boba fett's on it you're like oh yeah that guy um right but maybe people who don't watch the mandalorian <laughs> or all these other things yeah, yeah. No, they don't know boba fett's he's alive definitely redeemed kicking. himself so doing a in-universe we, coverage on boba fett <laughs> as well as celebrating the character um, sort of the evolution but, you know, of the character when I was looking behind at the scenes as well is, uh, um, it's a know, cool initiative I, and i think obviously but that now that boba that fett is actually a character go through the history of the creation of it's worthy character. to explore that history and evolution you know from the book of boba fett uh now the book of boba fett doesn't go on disney plus until the end of mm. december i forget exactly which yes. day it is i think it's the 28th but um so so this is a bit before that but do you think we'll get any sneak peeks from the book of boba fett and the filming of that
I would love if we got a trailer drop the same day. I'd be curious if they included footage in this special and not have a, it's like its own individual trailer to upload on Disney Plus Day just to get another upload with millions of views on their their pages. But I think there's a chance we can maybe see I would have to sort of I think behind that the scenes this or special is probably recap focus of on what's already been what released. we saw at the end of Getting Mandalorian sort of season two with him uh, sitting on the throne, like maybe maybe an extended version of that scene or something too. like um, on your I think that's a possibility but I would absolutely bet on seeing footage through a trailer show? the same day just maybe not specifically in the special to what be about honest, you like it seems like we should have gotten one by now it's late October uh, and this this comes out late December but hey I think Disney Plus Day is a certainly like a fine day to, to release something but if they don't release a trailer that day I'm confused <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah uh, I always like it's always hard to remember like exactly how that works but yeah mm-hmm. I mean if memory serves Mando season two started in October last year, and it didn't get its first trailer until September, I think. Yeah, it it might have been August, like maybe like late August or very early September. I don't remember fully, but um, obviously, I feel like the internet has been kind of running rampant lately. It seems like everybody's expecting Kira. Right. Uh, yeah, to I show mean, up I, in the book of Boba Fett we, at this point, so start to see maybe they're hanging on to a trailer new, for a reveal. Uh, maybe they don't the want to reveal it. I don't know, but um, trailer, you know? you're right. I, it does <laughs> like, feel like we're overdue for a trailer, and I mean November twelfth isn't that far away. We're basically on the tail end of October at this point. So <laughs> honestly, like it doesn't seem like Solo Two is going to happen, but I need answers, and if I can. If I can get it in the book of Boba Fett, then, hey, I'll take what I can get, you know? What? Yeah, they could, but I feel like at the same time... Yeah, I don't see... I don't you want to grab that, that solo crowd yeah. and give them hope. Like, I mean, <laughs> I, mean, I guess just it's so possible they keep talking about it. it takes place not so long after. But... Yeah. Uh... No, 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 no. I mean, yeah. You like, know what else I'd take? I, th- I think that, you know, maybe... If I would I, take all the Nerenreich showing up if in any, the show If well. anything, Kira seems like the more likely scenario. Mm-hmm. I hope they get into that. Uh, but, yeah, we have something to look forward to, at least. Uh, maybe maybe with a flashback is what I meant. I, did, I forgot that this is mostly taking so, place in modern day. I forgot about that. that news, <laughs> uh, I saw this earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, is, this is kind of a quick hit, but not really. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, well actually i'm gonna i'm gonna, I'm gonna save that for for next I, i'm gonna go oh, back yeah, to yeah, some, yeah. some sure. news here uh carl weathers confirmed that he started shooting mando season three on october 13th um he tweeted quote mandalorian season number three begins for yours truly on tomorrow grief cargo will be back on disney plus hashtag be peace he wrote that on october 12th um you know he's already directing one episode as as i believe we've discussed here on the podcast but it sort of gives us 
a better idea as to like when the production for the Mandalorian season three is actually happening. Um, and I kind of wanted to talk about this first since it seems a bit uh, Book of Boba Fett related as we're talking about TV. Uh, what do you think about this, Christian? Um, I don't think we had, I don't think we had a uh, confirmed date as to when this show was actually starting. Oh. Did we talk? Yeah, we did talk about this, but hey. Yeah, I remember the rumor of that initial sheet was like sometime <laughs> in September, I think, or like late September. So if it got pushed a week or two, that makes sense. Um, Yeah, I remember this broke like at the very end of us talking last week. Um, no well i mean I, I think there's more to talk about here we were like literally ending the show True. last week <laughs> but True. um it's exciting you know i really liked carl weather's episode uh, i think he's a great addition to this cast and hopefully his episode will also carry with yeah. it a core reveal like we got before because if you remember mike his episode was the one <laughs> with the snoke tube Hey, hey, you so, can't put that on Carl Weathers, you know. Give him another put that on big lore drop to throw in there in the background. Because I, I think he, he I don't know but, if he was, like, behind um, the camera when that was yeah, going I mean, on, like, but the way I, that I was really revealed, enjoyed the episode very, that very Carl Weathers had um, directed for season That was two, also the episode with the stagehand, though. You know, he's only going to get better as a be director as so, he Carl, maybe get another once over. to see him sort of, like, take the reins back on a few episodes for Mandalorian season three, you know. Yeah. We, we know he's directing at least one episode i know that mm. some mandalorian directors have uh directed a few like maybe two two a season some of them have um i would love to see him direct two give it to him let's do it yeah that'd be pretty great i'd love to see him tackle maybe a story with mandalore like maybe if it's just like an episode that's really diving in on um bo katan and like maybe like maybe let him direct an episode that takes place on mandalore or something that'd be very very interesting because i i imagine whenever we go back to mandalore because we probably will see it at some point maybe this season um you would imagine based off of the way that Bo talks about yeah, it that like right um, now it's not question for you upstanding that, uh, place she it used who to must be not right be so i feel like you could have a really interesting fun action set piece is not is not playing on there and he did it really well with infiltrating the base and that entire uh, action sequence that character in, two, in the so. last two seasons had yeah pretty, I, i'm looking forward to what she's got grief cargo do you think now that Gina Carano is not going to be in the season in season three or any other season or any Disney thing, to be honest, do you think Carl Weathers yes. is going to have more or mm-hmm. Grief Carter rather is going to have more of a role in this upcoming season? Yeah, that's possible. <laughs> 
I could see that be the case. Yeah, I could also see him just be like, yeah, Mando, meet my new marshal. <laughs> it's a different person, <laughs> and they're just part of the crew. Um, but no, I I think you know the way plans went. Like obviously, she had a future for what was going on in the story because Rangers got pushed indefinitely after she got fired. Um, so yeah, maybe I wouldn't be surprised if we see more grief cargo because last time we saw him, he was kind of turning around that planet that he was in charge of. Um, and I could maybe see a world where I think we talked about this a little bit. I, I almost um, hope so. Cause Mando I do really like the character losing Grogu uh, would just die how can hate Carl Weathers, on his honestly. work. So maybe he just goes to help out grief for a few episodes. Well, uh, we are stationed on, there, there and he's running missions for him. I don't know, but I, I think he I, uh, could probably have a good, strong presence in this season episode. for sure. Uh, so director Kenji Kamiyama, uh, who directed the mm. ninth Jedi of star Wars visions, uh, kind of confirmed that the ninth Jedi is like somewhat of a pilot episode. He was talking to Japanese uh, uh, like newspapers or just like online news sources, um, and he was saying, "quote I'd love to have the chance to make a full length feature out of this. I feel like I have a complete story in place." Um, I read a little bit more about it. He kept saying about how he had a lot of these characters sort of mapped out. He had a lot of their motivations mapped out. He had a lot of like where they end up mapped out. And um, it would be interesting, I think, to see... Okay, so I must say that I have not watched this Star Wars Visions episode. Christian, maybe you have. But, I mean, I think that continuing on with this idea of uh, Star Wars anime is a really, really good idea. And it may be even more prudent to sort of let some of these directors who made an episode in the first season continue it on sort of anthology like um in previous in, in upcoming seasons what do you think yeah Yeah, so this is one that I haven't watched yet, but I did hear pretty good things about it. I've seen a lot of people say this was their favorite. Um, the concept is kind of like there's a mystery behind it. It's like Jedi across the galaxy get like summoned to this one place, and they're all like, do you know who called us here? Why are we here? I think that's the premise of it. Um, but yeah, I think Visions is a great opportunity to do that because you are experimenting... Yeah you have a lot of free reign and the idea of making a full story out of a specific take or character is always something that I really enjoy. And I was personally hoping that Marvel's what if did this doesn't seem like it is doing that, but visions, I think overall from what I've seen of it is just a better anthology series than Marvel's what if, uh, in my eyes so yeah if you're doing an anthology and then one thing really picks up takes off you see a lot of potential there yeah. the opportunity to explore it further in either a mini series or a feature-length film or a follow-up episode is absolutely something i'd love to see and um 
I think you and I discussed this also. I think the twins is an episode that's kind of ripe for that as well. Like that leaves off on a, what happens next? Is he going to find his sister? Like yeah, what's, what's like going on there? Opportunity so yeah, I, I hope we get either Disney a second season of star Wars visions and some of these creators can either do another new story or follow up where their previous one ended, or we just get some cool projects like the ninth Jedi feature film. I'd love to see that. I'm not entirely sure. But if they were to go the route saying, like, you know what, we're just going to create a completely different uh, season two with new studios, new ideas, new stories, I still think the door would be open for, um, you know, feature length or maybe extended cuts of, like, some of these uh, where these studios go back and maybe add a little bit to them and they're released on their own. I think that's possible. Um, I don't know. I don't know how how well Star Wars Visions did. Like you know, I, we don't have access to these internal numbers that I'm sure Disney has. But uh, you know, I I, w- I would imagine that like you know people people probably met it with I, at least from what I saw I met it with with pretty high pretty high uh, regards. So I would I would be surprised to not see anything like this come from Disney again. And I would probably put money on the fact that we're going to see Star Wars Vision Season 2 and then maybe some, like, extra, uh, you know, features from some of these studios. At least that's what I hope. Yeah, I, I hope the same thing, because Visions was very, very refreshing, very new, added a lot to just what we can expect from Star Wars, and I think most fans that weren't being, you know, like weird about it, of like, oh, this doesn't make sense, uh, people who genuinely understand <laughs> what this was supposed to be, uh, all seem pretty positive on it, on at least a handful of the episodes, so yeah, doing it again... I think would be a great idea even if it's only going to be pleasing yeah, a handful sure, sure. of your um, fan base well, it's it's uh, a good move and it's a cool creative on, thing I, I that had some interesting is kind of, kind of what star wars is about when it comes to just these, being uh, original and creative and fun and new i saw this this was all was that so it more because pleasing. i thought it was just stupid but i think it's really funny uh just because of this fact so I saw a headline about how a Seattle store owner was arrested for trafficking stolen Star Wars Legos, uh, which is which is the funniest headline to me of all time. As a former as a former reporter, I could say that's that's a pretty good headline. Um, <laughs> but this comes from mynorthwest.com. Uh, Seattle police say Operation Mandalorganized Retail Theft. <laughs> which is which is the reason why i kept this in the dock christian because op- what <laughs> yeah i mean you know operation mandalorganized retail theft is pretty awesome <laughs> i have to say uh but so 
that was the code name that Seattle Mike, police gave to their, I was going to say, uh, that was a raw reaction because I did not read the details of this. That where, is fantastic. Uh, in late July, that, that, that operation began in late July after they received reports of a repeat shoplifter, shoplifter who is making off with Lego sets, specifically the Mandalorian Lego sets. Uh, so this store estimated that it had lost about $10,000 worth of Legos between July and September. Now, it turns out, according to police, uh, they served a warrant uh, on the shoplifter and seized thousands of dollars of stolen merchandise, including 171 Lego sets. Uh, the loss prevention supervisor used RFID tags and unique numbers to identify 34 of the items taken from his store with a value of $2,000. So basically what happened was this uh, shop owner was going uh, was having this person come in and sell him uh, stolen Lego sets, allegedly, uh, which is pretty funny that this guy had stolen from a competing store, it seems. And he would put them he would put them on sale at his store. And yeah, he, he, he stole 171 Lego sets, according to police. Uh, and the shop's owner was arrested for trafficking in stolen property property and booked into the county jail. So there you have it. Don't be stealing Star Wars Mandalorian Legos, everybody. Just wild stuff. I thought that was pretty funny. You're welcome. Uh, well, uh, it is Bring Home the Bounty week number two, Christian. We were talking about this earlier on uh, Wild. the previous episode of Jedi Knights. And basically, from it now was. until no, I gotta the end of the year, I believe, uh, Disney's that, going to be releasing some cool merch uh, every single Tuesday, I think it is, uh, just 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 to bring home the bounty. I, I, I don't know. Anyways, uh, today was week two, and there was some pretty cool stuff. Have you had a chance to look at it, Christian? I was reading through some of it. Yeah, I um, one of the things that stood out to me, I was trying to get a good look to see if there were any teams that were relevant to me. But uh, there's a line of clothing I'm forgetting on the shop that it is, the online store. But um, Star Wars crossover with sports teams for a bunch of different types of sports. I saw That's like actually sick. Golden State. This? I saw Patriots. Um, I saw. I think I saw a baseball team. I saw NASCAR. So like football, basketball. Listen, man, I, I want to rep my New whatever York Jets sport you're looking to rep with some Star Wars side. merch. They got it. Um, yeah. Uh, let me let me pull it back up. I I think it was called. Um, God, what store was it? Oh, okay, um, gotcha. It's sure. See, uh, the website isn't great. The one I was looking at, um, it's from Fanatics. Fanatics Star Wars Collection. Um, I was trying to see if there's a Red Sox one. You know? That would they're be really they're cool. going for gold right like now. They have one for every single... Baseball's really the only sport that wow, I follow they have one for regularly. Every so I'd love to have like a... They even have one for the Jets. That's awesome. Or a Mando and Grogu throwing the little ball to each other Red Sox shirt. That'd be dope. 
Oh, that's 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 pretty cool. They must have they must have a Red Sox one. They must. They must. Yeah, that's well, super this cool. Is really I cool. saw I also there was a. Um, and, uh, they definitely have later. baseball because I saw but... a Stormtrooper game. <laughs> but uh, so we have some more interesting stuff that was released today as well. Um, and of note, here on the StarWars.com website, there is a die-cast Padme yeah. Amidala Premier Collection statue from uh, a scene in Attack of the Clones that looks really awesome. It looks like it's from the arena scene, and she's basically standing up, uh, pointing her blaster, um, and, and there's a big, one of the big columns that gets knocked down is like right next to her, and it looks really cool, it looks pretty realistic. Um, I thought this was awesome. Yeah. Uh, there's also an Ahsoka Tano and Grogu limited edition print by Acme. Uh, basically, it's that scene from uh, episode, what is it, five or six of season two? That's very cool. Where I enjoyed uh, it. Grogu and Ahsoka basically meet. They look like they're in the uh, same sort of forest. You can see Ahsoka's owl that follows her around. <laughs> in the trees behind her and it looks really really great mm -hmm. that's very fun yeah i i think that this is a solid campaign so far yeah. you know um i i do like a lot of the stuff they've been showcasing like the the print is very nice and i'm kind of surprised that mando Definitely. mondays i also had saw on the star wars website prints, here that there was a you know dark, like there's a dark saber maybe it's saber because the episodes were coming out they don't want to spoil anything that with merch could, uh, existing wear. that could have leaked it but looks pretty yeah cool. this is uh, awesome i guess i've never considered the fact that the dark saber probably does have a kyber crystal of some sort i'm sure that that was canonized talked about in something i just missed it um but it looks pretty cool um not something i would wear but just fun that they're like sort of using kyber crystals as jewelry to sell <laughs> mm-hmm Yeah, no. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like it. I, I like, like uh, so I we'll said, most of the stuff. It's, it's fun. You know, I'm, am I going to buy all these things? Uh, but no. we got some quick hits but here. The it's Star always fun Vision to see cool creative released. So merch. And that Kyra Crystal necklace that. is one I'm sure you could sure. go on any sort of streaming service and, and pick that up. And then also the Star Wars Kids YouTube channel is releasing animated shorts called Galaxy of Creatures, um, which seems kind of fun, I guess. Uh, I never really watched Forces of Destiny. I watched a few of them. They were kind of cute. But, like, this kind of sounds like Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. sure i mean i to be fair i didn't watch oh, cool. the That's destiny cool. one either but i did see a fan recut of 
some of the things from Destiny yeah, as like a Star Wars anime intro. About, but and that was cool. Alas. Yeah. Definitely a Rancor. So. Definitely a Tauntaun, too. Maybe, maybe we'll do that with the Galaxy of Creatures special, too. <laughs> All right. Anime well, about the monsters. Uh, that's about it for the news. Anything else you want to say quickly before we move on to our Rancor Empire Strikes Back sure. review, Christian? Oh, yeah. Um, I, I did see some people were like running wild thinking uh, no. <laughs> that that video game <laughs> controller on the bring home the bounty thing is going to be a Fallen Order 2 thing. We talked about it briefly last week. Have you, have you changed your mind yeah. on that at all? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if anything, it's going to be like, oh, we have a new yeah. BD1 figure. Maybe yeah. in your mind it has to be, so, but <laughs> yeah, I, just I not to be a downer. I think we're. I, I think saw we're a lot of people being like, "Oh, it has to be Fallen Order 2. It's like, does it? Does it have to be? I don't think it does. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, don't get your hopes up, people. Seriously, low expectations. That's how. That's how. Earliest, it's next E3, and then that's just still going to be like a a title probably in a year <laughs> basically <laughs> so well uh so that's it for news i think it's time that we switch yeah on over the video to game we're gonna see is star wars hunters episode. get ready for it uh, so christian you and i both uh watched empire strikes back mm-hmm. uh over the past few days uh, after we recorded the previous episode and we're here to talk about it. We've been talking about all of the episodes uh, in the Skywalker saga. Last week we talked about A New Hope, and this year we're talk uh, this this week we're talking about Empire. Um, first off, I have to say, this movie is probably well. Let me rephrase. It's really it's a really good thing that this movie wasn't directed by george lucas i think (laughs) let me just let me just say that off the top because we've been talking a lot a lot about the last four movies and each of those were directed by george lucas oh yeah and this one oh yeah feels so much different and you know to be completely transparent like this is this has historically been my favorite star wars film um so yeah and i don't necessarily think that that has changed so far i think uh this movie though does might as well definitely benefit from not having george lucas behind the camera yeah yeah mike remember last week all of my negative things i had to say about a new hope they're all gone and it's all because it's not george directing it like i i talked a lot about how i think a new hope is like a flat movie this this is just it's framed so well the positioning the scene all of it comes together very very well uh it's 
it is is a notable noticeably step up when it comes to just like the clarity and the way things appear like and all of that just comes down to the the method and practice of how it's shot and i think that is an element that we we gain when george isn't the director you know obviously that rests heavily for a cinematographer but getting somebody to come in who has clearly more experience as a director like obviously that you're going to be able to bring that team together better and just make an overall better product and i i do think yeah and i mean like that's visually i feel like way better that can come pacing, off as like a way slight better. to george lucas uh, but i don't think it every thing a director would I think do that just i think this movie better, like he sort of understood his here. own weaknesses right and was strong enough to be like listen like i guess i'm probably not the best person to oh, choose no. to sort of like carry this forward if it's going to be such a huge theatrical hit like i should probably find somebody mm. else who maybe is a better director than me so i can continue this 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 on um i i honestly do think that george lucas may, may be a better storyteller than he is a director i don't think that that's like super like i i, I think that that's a that's not what's the word that i'm looking for that's not like super controversial or anything like that uh but i do think that this movie sort of like puts that into perspective and at the forefront for sure because like this movie hits on all the levels like it it, it very much ties into mm-hmm. the prequels that we watched uh earlier but it also is a very good succession to uh, a new hope it sort of feels exactly like you would expect it to be um and yeah i just like really appreciate the overall story of this and how george lucas was 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 strong enough to be like i i don't think i'm the right guy for this you know oh for sure it wouldn't be possible without him yeah and i mean obviously his fingerprints are still everywhere because it's a lot of his ideas and everything you know um but yeah absolutely yes i i do think though even if you take out the star warsy elements of it it still is just structurally a very well put together movie right like that comes down to the writing as well i think but like um yeah yeah it just it just flows and functions so much better and i respect george lucas like you said for stepping back and being, <laughs> okay wasn't my yeah. strength <laughs> um maybe maybe that would have been a good idea in the early 2000s as well but who's to say you can't change history yeah so um, you made some good points about how. but yeah i, I think for this specific sort of movie it makes a lot of sense that it's like the way that it think one like, of the uh, most well regarded because and also just like the pacing etc uh i do have to say that out of all the movies that we've watched so far i think this one is the most visually appealing in my opinion like when it comes down to the cinematography and like the way that like some of the set pieces are like i'm thinking about bespin like bespin to me like when i think about star wars i think about bespin sometimes most of the time just because it seems so mysterious and so like mythical but also like realistic in its own like weird way and yeah i think just like a lot of these really cool ideas that 
Ralph McQuarrie had that came to life in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. Like Bespin, it just comes through in like the cinematography and just like the awesome shots that this movie has, like from Hoth to to Bespin to to like Dagobah. It's just all like so beautiful, like at every single moment, like good stuff. Yeah, I think Empire, out of maybe all of them, except for The Last Jedi, it's the best looking out of, like, every single Star Wars movie, I think. Like, obviously, we talked a lot about the prequels and our love and appreciation for the design behind those and the way some of the camera work exists in specifically Phantom Menace and Revenge of the Sith, but, like... Like I said, A New Hope, as much as I love that movie, it is very flat and very just not super interesting to look at as a frame. But, you know, obviously there's all these wacky, crazy things on there that every time you watch it, you find something new. Here, it's like, oh, it's just like, it feels nice that it's like, oh, I'm like doing work watching this. I'm like, I'm engaging with this in a way. Um, And... I think Return of the Jedi, the last time we watched this, still a better looking movie than A New Hope. I don't think it's as good looking as Empire. And I don't know why that is, but Empire just has a a great coldness to a lot of its visuals. And then, you know, when Bespin comes in, uh, it's very refreshing because it shifts to being a bit more warm with like the carbonite room, the sunset outside, like... Um it but just it's a beautiful for, movie for it's sure it's like the best looking one um, next to maybe, Shai, maybe in my opinion. the best in my opinion but who's to say speaking of cold though i want to say that i've always thought that the opening sequence to this movie was like one of the best opening sequences in any film ever mm-hmm. because it just is so captivating right from the very beginning it almost feels like the characters themselves like you didn't miss a beat with them sort of like it's just they they feel so real compared uh, you know like relative to like where we left off with them and the acting is pretty incredible the dialogue is probably the best out of what we've seen so far and i just really love hoth and just the the combination between uh drama humor and action that we get in like that 20 minute beginning um which is just like probably like i said the best opening in any in any movie ever i just love it a lot (laughs) yeah and i also appreciate that you know for a follow-up to one of the most breakout successes in movie history um it Totally. It sets the stage for where we're at with Hoth, and it like kind of just sits there for a while. Like we spend a good chunk of this movie on Hoth, you know. Like I, I really like that because it feels constrained, and it makes everything else we do in the movie and everything else we see genuinely feel like an adventure across the galaxy in a way that I feel like a New Hope doesn't yeah. capture. And to be fair to A New Hope, like, A New Hope is mainly just Tatooine and the Death Star. 
Like, that's it, kind of. But, you know, we spend so much time on Hoth. It's not like, hey, the movie starts and then we go here. It's like, no, we're on Hoth for a while. We get to space travel. We rest on Dagobah. We also go to Bespin. Then Luke goes to Bespin. So, like, it just makes this feel like so much more of a step up in terms of the way it represents star wars as a galaxy like in universe and totally. i think that's I mean, also I think that's sort of a testament to the very impressive well because that juggling all these locations and planets like you the said, pacing the, still the is of the movie kind of fantastic. like it gets us comfortable with this space right we're like okay like our our heroes are on hoth like and that's where they are for like a while and you start to think, like, are they going to stay here for, like, the majority of the movie? And then, you know, the big battle happens and they're forced out. And you, as the viewer, also feel sort of, like, forced out. And, yeah, you kind of go on this big adventure with, with Luke and Han and Leia and everybody else. And it definitely feels... It feels bigger. It feels different than A New Hope. It's just very captivating in a way that A New Hope definitely wasn't not saying that a new hope wasn't captivating it's just that this is more character focused and like you know just yeah just more like focused on like the adventure part of it no i agree i agree yeah people i feel like sometimes will give too much credit to something for just being the first you know and for me i feel like that's the case with a new hope in honestly the grand scheme of a lot of the star wars movies but specifically sure um there are people that say a new hope is their favorite which i get you know i i can completely understand that choice it's just in so many ways i think an empire is just a good step up um and i mean like how many times can somebody on the internet just be like oh yeah the empire strikes back is like the best sequel for like almost anything ever no yeah it, it definitely is it, true. it just kind of is you know it's a boring take, take think, like, but i just think that is a, that's like almost true because <laughs> like of. it had so much to live up to and it absolutely blew it out of the park um i wanted to talk a little bit about some of the character developments that we get here um mm -hmm. specifically luke i really like diving into our main heroes uh and just ex exploring like the sort of um conflicts that they're going through in a new hope it seems like luke was written to be a pretty two-dimensional character he was basically like exactly the archetype of like joseph campbell's hero and nothing more than that in this movie, we start to see Luke sort of go through a little bit more, I think. We start to see him question mm. his own abilities, which is, like, the biggest thing. We, we see him sort of give in to his own hubris when he chooses to go fight Darth Vader, even though Yoda says he's not ready. And we see him suffer. We see him, we see him absolutely suffer because of his actions. And we see him suffer with the consequences of, like, putting his friends in danger and stuff like that and 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 the consequences of like being a jedi he starts to finally realize that in this movie and i would say that it comes through so perfectly because i think yoda 
is like the absolute perfect foil for Luke in that sense where like Luke is just like so headstrong he's like so ready to just like get it over with but Yoda's just like listen man this this shit takes time like (laughs) and seeing Luke kind of go through that and seeing him struggle with that and seeing him like not even be sure of himself at some points Mm -hmm. it really humanizes the character and I think this movie I think that's one of the main reasons why I love this movie so much because it kind of it kind of shows us the flaws of our own hero here and like gives him something to to sort of like bounce back from sure yeah and i think in the grand scheme of luke's development in this trilogy i think empire is really good at making him get to be that final stage of you know that arc that starts with the new hope that is so heavily tied to the hero's journey because like whenever whenever anybody talks about that um structure the default in my mind for like oh your typical dude that's just the hero of a story it's always luke skywalker because like i i think empire is really good about introducing some shades to his character but I don't know if I feel like in this specific movie or even in this trilogy, Luke is, like, that complex. Like, he's got yeah. depth, but I don't think he's, like, a fully realized, like, human in a way. Um, and that's fine, but I'm just saying, seeing where we get to with Luke eventually, you know? I, I think for this stage of, in his life, exploring him in empire strikes back and giving him a bit more um you know just giving him a little more depth here um is appreciated especially looking forward for sure i I do think think there are a lot of consistencies with the we see in this movie thoroughly and he was creating the character of luke skywalker and his adaptation you know so yeah i mean i guess i kind of see what you're saying i think that I think that just because of the movie, it's sort of hard to like really get into the motivations of Luke Skywalker because you do have to spend some time, you know, like with other characters. And I think overall, you know, the movie does spend a decent amount of time on Dagobah, mm-hmm. sort of exploring these, these themes, these conflicts within Luke. You know, he starts to he starts to even feel his, you know, hubris of his own, right? And he sort of like absolutely just like puts himself into that situation without really thinking about it i think for what it is in my opinion they do this movie does a really good job at sort of like fleshing out Mm -hmm. luke and showing that he is kind of a person who doesn't who 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 has you know human flaws just like the rest of us and he has to come over you know overcome those as as he becomes a jedi and stuff and that's that's why I like this movie a lot, I think, because I do think that mm-hmm. it does a good job in the context of Star Wars, in the context of what the trilogy is, like, sort of humanizing Luke in that way. Yeah, and I, I agree with you, because I think the trilogy, none of them are really trying to develop their characters in like a super meaningful way or complex way or something that you can have a million articles written about um 
which is completely fine i'm so like in the case of this movie and this trilogy i agree with you i do think it's really great at humanizing luke um comparatively amongst the other characters against him in four and in six like everything it does here especially because you know the ending the way he loses um i i just think all works together to make luke feel again in the context of these three very human um yeah no i see where you're coming but from. I guess maybe like not to the extent that, all relative, that we get like, to later when you, you know? when you think about the original trilogy mm-hmm. together I, I guess i guess you can't really think yeah, about yeah, it yeah. so uh you know like thinking about it like that you should think about you know the whole picture but Yeah, I mean now it's harder, but you, you, I'm completely on board with you about yeah, talking yeah. about I mean, just I guess the scope saying, of like, the originals. To the rest of the, you know, everything the you're saying, but, I fully agree like, with. I mean, <laughs> like I don't know, like I kind of wanted to touch upon this yeah. too, Christian, about how you said at the end he loses, which, like, honestly, honestly, like how often do we get to <laughs> see, you know, our heroes just like absolutely come out? in defeat like i don't i can think of like infinity war maybe (laughs) to me it's like infinity war infinity war absolutely infinity war is the the big one there are others absolutely Um, but like ones that you know films that do it well you know i don't know yeah i mean i i could see maybe a a, sure. an argument for the dark knight where like he takes the fall for everything but like even then that's still not like what happens to luke here you know like batman is like oh yeah just tell him i killed that guy and then i'll just disappear for eight years don't worry about it i'm not gonna sweat it you know like that's not really <laughs> as much of a oh my god what's happening next sort of thing um because i feel like <laughs> in this kind of funny enough uh the dark knight feels similar to the last jedi in that like yeah this could have been the last one like you could have just been like oh that's the ending all right there you go but yeah i mean specifically empire though empire and infinity war like luke obviously you know he he feels like he's ready he's absolutely not ready to fight darth vader he's told not to do it he loves his friends too much and he chooses to anyway mm. and he loses he absolutely gets his ass handed to him and like that is so realistic and i think that that is something the sequel trilogy sort of missed if, if we want to talk about like other star wars films uh like to in my opinion like the character of ray for example didn't go through some of the same struggles as like you know luke did like Luke literally got his hand cut off and he basically committed suicide like as he fell uh into a pit like in Bespin like I'm pretty sure that that like he was he was choosing to just like end it all because he didn't want to like fall to the dark side which is like so damn dark and like as a character like getting to that point it just makes everything else like so much sweeter which is like I think something that may have been missing with with like you know a character like Ray, in my opinion. But outside of like the sequel trilogy, and outside of Luke, 
you know the rest of the heroes it doesn't end up that well for them either you know han solo's frozen in carbonite uh you know leia barely escapes bespin with lando and the rebellion is basically set back because the empire found out where they are on hoth and by the end of the movie you're kind of just like oh crap like nothing good happened (laughs) and and i think that that's like something a lot of movies nowadays are afraid to do and i and i appreciate that a lot yeah i i think you're you're correct uh with talking about the boldness of it you know like infinity war i think was able to do that because you know there were so many years building up with marvel and like a trust with that brand and then Endgame was a year later you know so like it was a pretty immediate resolution um so i think marvel just in like the modern state of how movies work structurally and what is like successful marvel was able to afford that with all the work they did for over a decade um with an immediate payoff to that downer ending this was the second movie in a franchise and it was a three-year gap before they followed this up so like obviously different times but just kind of crazy looking back it's it's incredible that like you know people weren't absolutely pissed off but (laughs) uh i'm sure they were actually yeah (laughs) oh they were yeah no yeah if if you read some reviews of empire at the time it's kind of ridiculous how this movie's lineage and uh memory has shifted over the last what 40 years at this point like it there are some scathing reviews of empire strikes back uh from its initial run theaters but you know sometimes people yeah, think man, time that's for sure it's kind of a similar thing if you think about it yeah oh. kind of yeah <laughs> no obviously phantom that. medicine that's like not what we're saying yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah i mean uh lastly no. i kind of just wanted to talk about darth vader um speaking of like you know the previous movie being a caricature of a character i kind of said that about luke with like the hero's journey and stuff darth vader in a new hope was just the bad guy (laughs) Uh, but this this Mm -hmm. movie especially with the with the reveal spoiler alert if you haven't seen the film darth vader is luke's dad crazy uh it gives a lot of depth i think to the character of Mm -hmm. anakin skywalker and um just darth vader as a whole i think it's just really cool like i i don't know i, I love it <laughs> yeah he's great in this movie um like you said i think obviously new hope he's iconic but he is just kind of like oh he's the bad guy um and again it, it's hard to separate um the legacy of this movie from like the stories uh surrounding it but just the fact that like this was secretive like it wasn't really planned until they start production for the movie and stuff like that like it's just impressive and i i think empire as it exists is just 
like we talked about, very hard to replicate in that the way this movie ends, not many could do that. And if they did, it's like Marvel with a million stipulations behind it. And that sort of idea of like, hey, we don't know what's going to happen until we start making the next one story-wise. We saw that try to be replicated with the sequel trilogy and that's its biggest weakness is the lack of some sort of plan going in but it worked for the star wars movies originally so why not again you know it's just it it's from a different time and i think the reason like yeah it's a boring take like i said before but so many people agree that empire is maybe the best one um or at least it's many people's favorite i think the reason it's so impressive to me is because we just ran through all these reasons why this wouldn't work today but it still holds up as a very great movie in 2021 i I think you're definitely right there was a lot there's a lot that could go wrong you know a lot that like you know a lot that people at the time didn't like a lot of things that couldn't that maybe could not have worked but actually do and just get better with time um I think this movie is infinitely mm-hmm. rewatchable. Uh, I like can almost quote every single line and every single scene. <laughs> uh, but you know that's just me. Mm-hmm. But like I don't know. There's like I think you make a good point about how this movie would have. It would be really hard to make a movie like this, especially nowadays. Um, and the fact that they were able to pull it off back in 1980, um, and still like continue the franchise. And, and have it become what it is 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 really a feat and it should be applauded well yeah. i mean uh that's really all i have to say about empire strikes back uh do you want to rate rank this thing christian sure uh i will bring up my ranking because it's yeah, we, we have the yeah. same exact ranking so far um currently last place is attack of the clones then phantom menace third place is sorry second place is a new hope and then first place is revenge of the sith um empire is number one so everything i just did bumped down one and yeah, empire is number one on that christian that's not very controversial it's not um i think we talked about this before i think next week it might be the first time that we have a difference of ranking yes i think maybe so. um but yeah very curious because it probably just depends on the day i watch it because return of the jedi does have like my favorite moment in the entire saga so we'll see what yeah happens. i would agree i mean definitely yeah return of the jedi has also my favorite moment in the entire saga <laughs> But for a while, I've always historically said that I like Empire Strikes Back more. But who knows? Maybe that'll change. It is 2021 after all. Uh, But yeah, I think that's about it. Uh, We'll be back next week talking about Return of the Jedi. And then after that, we'll be doing the sequel trilogy. That should bring us pretty close to December and maybe even close to Boba Fett, which is pretty awesome. Hell yeah. And you and I talked about this beforehand off pod but now that we have a boba fett date i imagine we could probably put do rogue one and solo after we do the saga just because we're gonna have a few more true, weeks true. yeah we could definitely do that i'd be down yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. Look forward to that. All right, Christian, why don't you take us out to see, my man? Sure, Mike. Where can everybody you can find you? Follow me on Twitter at Mike P Connors. Very nice. You can find me on Twitter, TikTok, Twitch at Chun2D2, YouTube.com/slash/JoyClicks for video uploads about games or Marvel or whatever else is going on in the stuff that normally gets covered on JoyClicks. And if you want the audio version of Jedi Knights, that's where you can find it every week, usually every Tuesday night. You can check it out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Google Play, Stitcher, whatever podcast service you enjoy the most, ranking and reviewing on your given platform would be appreciated if you can do it because it helps us out a ton, helps grow the show, and we appreciate it. If you want to support the show at a monetary level, patreon.com slash joyclicks at the one in five dollar tiers. Five bucks will give you producer credit on this show and every show we do, like Aaron Easton and Charles Applin. So thank you very much. And that is gonna do it for episode one oh two of jedi knights it's a pleasure mike as always As always christian we'll be back next week talking about return of the jedi and all the other star wars news that i'm sure is going to break between now and then uh probably right after we finish recording this yep i honestly i i feel like next week could be a completely dead news week i i don't know why you know i have to say christian like i don't normally say this on pod uh but you know it was kind of a struggle coming up with some of these some of these news stories today like there, there wasn't that there wasn't that much to talk about so maybe you're right i i hope that we have more to talk about yeah well we'll have to wait and see but until then we're fine everything's fine how are you may the force be with you oh yes 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 you're right beep is up